Do me a favor. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, I'm blessed to be here. I'm blessed to be here. Amen. With your manuals of life, if you would, please. Turn with me to the book of Ephesians. Chapter 4. Book of Ephesians, chapter 4. There's no need to worry what the night is going to bring. It'll be all over in the morning. There's no need to worry what the night is going to bring. It'll be all over in the morning. I want to share that with somebody. In the morning, morning, it'll be all over in the morning. There's no need to worry what the night is going to bring. It'll be all over in the morning. There's no need to worry what the night is going to bring. It'll be all over in the morning. Do me a favor, look at somebody and tell them this. In the morning. Morning, it'll be all over in the morning. Ephesians chapter 4. With your manuals of life, if you're able to stand, we ask that you would in respect the reverence to the word of God. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 3. If you're there, say amen. If you're still looking, shout out Bible study. We have room for you. And it reads, endeavoring and dowering to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. Our God and Father, we come to you again. It's preaching time. Songs have been sung. We've even brought some people through the water. And God, gifts have been given. So now, God, it's preaching time. We ask that you would be the God that you've always been. A God that has been a giving God that you will give some crumbs yet still from the master's table with just a few of your servants hungry wanting to eat till we want no more so now God I ask that you let me decrease hide me behind this sacred desk let them see your image upon me let them hear your voice through me Lord I pray the word falls on fertile soil and disrupts stony ground so let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord. I praise you, give you all glory and adoration because you're my strength. And Lord, I love you because you're my redeemer. And the house of faith said, Amen. If you would give me your adult ears and your Christian hearts to help me preach on the subject, the topic, exposing character to grow. 
exposing character to grow. Uh, as a little boy, I remember watching several television commercials and watching those commercials, I often was intrigued by what I saw. Many times I would see leaders and people of various companies would pay millions and millions of dollars to, to have their commercial uh, seen during Super Bowl. But um, I, I, I was trying to figure out as a young lad how and why um, they were so successful. And one thing I found out is because when you are one of great statue or of uh, value monetarily, you become an individual. And you begin to individualize things that should be group ready or group uh, sanctioned. And so as, as I grew up, traveling from churches to churches as we worshiped and fellowship, I recognized that Christians have become individuals. And we have individualized worship when it should be a community gathering. Let me say it like this. When there should be all of the saints gathered together, to worship one God who is only one, uh, we have become individuals and individualizing God as if he is a different God for you than he is for me. And we do it so much where it has affected and it has infected the church because at the moment we should be coming together as a community, as a body, we have separated God for our own individual needs. Y'all with me this morning? In fact, we have taken on the mindset is that, that you get yours and I'll get mine. If you don't get it, then I don't know what else to tell you. And many of us have even took and looked at God as something other than what he is. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever will believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Now, in the original contents in the Greek, this word, his only begotten son, means the unique one. And what makes him so unique is because God can be in many places at the same time. I, I mean, have you ever wondered how your prayers have been answered when somebody else is on their sick bed waiting for a prayer to be answered? Have you ever wondered how the Lord blesses your house when we have people that are standing in lines looking for their house to be blessed? God can be in many places at one time. And so here, here we are in this text where, where we need to realize that God gives and he's a promotion of others. And so as Christians, we must understand that when we have been or we're being exposed, our character is being exposed, you should be willing to be a giver and a promoter. Now, 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 true enough, we're living in a time that no one has to run around looking like Don King. 
but, but we all can look like a promoter of Christ. Some of y'all looking serious, and I hope you take this serious. But understand something. God was a giver and a promoter. And because he was a giver and a promoter, he made us in his own image. Now, true, we won't look like him uh, uh, physically, but spiritually, there should be some characteristics of Christ from the inside. I wish I was talking to somebody that can identify and say, Reverend, I may not look like I should, but I know I'm different than what I used to be. And, and so here it is, the characteristic he wants us to understand is that we must be givers and promoters of the word. But then watch this. If you're not a giver or promoter, then if you travel to Revelations chapter 2, then that's, that's a scripture, that's a text that's talking specifically to you. Because it said, we all have went away from our first love. And because we went away from our first love, we have forgotten and we have left the Lord. So my question I pose to you this morning, have you left God? Have you left him so much that your true colors come out? I believe it was in the Bible when, when, when there was a snake that was frozen. And when the, the man looked at the snake and he thought the snake was 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 harmless because he was frozen but when he picked up the snake and the snake began to unthaw the snake bit him now watch this are we are we changing or running from god watch this because of the condition we are in and we got people wondering if it's safe to hug us touch us or even put their arms around us let, let, let me let me lay it in your lap like this are you frozen and looking like a snake, but wanting to be picked up as if you're not a snake? And oftentimes, because of our characteristics and we have went away from God, we have frozen ourselves into selfishness. But when we get unthawed and become unexposed, now we begin to bite. And the venom that we talk about that shouldn't be comes out. I, I know y'all ain't going to like this at 11 o'clock. That's why I switched it up a little bit. Because you do know there's some snakes that come to church. In, in fact, the Bible says there are some wolves in sheep clothing. There's some people that come to church desiring to devour your every aspiration as you walk on this journey. But the question is, have you left God so much? Or have you turned your back from God that you forgot who he is in your life? What, what are you saying, Reverend? Have you forgotten the fact that though they act like fools, they act foolish and they act real flaky, that you are still a child of God, that though you are becoming exposed don't mean you have to bite them. So, 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 here it is. Have you left them because of your years of service? Have you left them because of your age? Have you left them because of the position that you've held for too long? Paul gives this urgency to the people of Ephesus because there were many of an ethnic culture background in one church. And you do know that if the world had it its way, they would demote what Dr. Martin Luther King said. 
that we all should be able to fellowship with one another, not looking at the color of our skin, but we should look at what's on the inside. Of, and, and you know what makes me nauseous about church folk? Too many people are quick to point the finger at people when they come into the church looking just like they are. I may have a different skin texture, but guess what? My heart is hurting like your heart hurts. So then now that I'm going through and you've been going through and you came out, what gives you the right to say I don't deserve to come to the house of God? Because he says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. But he says, come out to me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, which means when I'm going through trials and tribulations, if he brought you out, I got a right to come out. If I'm going through struggle, if he brought you out, I got a right to come through struggle because God is available for everybody. He, he's, he's available for everybody. And so, as, as, as Paul talks in this text, he says, there's two major concerns in the church. <laughs> and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to try to get through this text today. Uh, he says, um, people are not tentative, and there are not enough people ready. We're only tentative to the things of our desire. And, and what happens is, because it's of our liking, we then will take action to do more for it. But no one is ready to work when there's something that you don't like. Can, can, can we just be, it's warm in here, ain't it? Real warm, ain't it? Now just imagine how it would be if the Lord was allowing you to turn down the temperature in your life. That's a good question. But because we serve a God that's able to have all control, then he allows us to turn down the tempers in our life by being obedient when he speaks a voice in our life. Are you tentative to what he's telling you in your life? When he speaks to you, are you closing your ears or are you opening your ears and closing your mouth? Because sometimes we speak before God says something. What bothers me is when people come and prophesy to me and tell me something that God ain't told me. So then that makes me wonder if I'm listening to God and if he's telling you something that he forgot to tell me. And so as Christians, we must become tentative because watch this. God don't speak just to one person. He, he, he don't speak to just one person. In fact, God speaks to everybody. Because he has no respect of a person. So that don't mean because you've been in church all your life, he's going to speak to you more than he will me. But that don't mean because you've been in your position for 25 years, God is going to tell you something that he can't tell me. But that tells me that because he is not uh, 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 cocky or he's not a, a jealous type God towards people, he's a jealous God towards gods, he will speak to me just like he speaks to you. And God don't show favoritism to his people. And we have to understand, Paul says, there's a tentativeness that's lacking. The readiness. And he says, now that, that the church has truly been affected because the heart is being attached to a character that shows no love. Love is a difficult thing 
that we fight with as Christians. But when we say we love God, we question who we should love because of God. Uh-huh. Y'all gonna help me this morning. We love him, but Lord, why I got to love her? Lord, I love you, but why I got to love him? Lord, I love you, but why I got to love everybody? Because watch this. Some of your greatest blessings come from the very ones that hate you the most. I wish y'all would read uh, Psalms 23. Uh, he says, I will prepare a table before the presence of my enemy. So that means if, if I love like I should, the Lord would allow the enemy to see the blessings. Y'all just missed your shout point. The blessings that he has bestowed before me because you said I wasn't going to make it, but God said I am. You said I wasn't supposed to be there, but God has the first and the last say. You said I wasn't supposed to have it, but God already ordained it. So then therefore, I got to love you despite of everything you say, how you look at me, and what you think. Because my blessing, watch this, is going to come through your haterism. Look at somebody and say, I ain't trying to hate on you, I just want to bless you. Yeah, so, so now when you hate on me, I'm going to shout because I know a blessing is on the way. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, help me, Holy Ghost. So, so, so as Paul, Paul looks at this text and he shows us that uh, some people have been held captive within their own lives because... You've been held captive in your own life. You cannot surrender to God. That's verse number one. If you haven't closed your Bibles, he says, I, prisoner of God. I is Paul. And he said, I'm a prisoner of God. Watch this. We have to understand that the only way we can make it and be free is by giving ourselves to God. He surrendered himself to God to be a servant to God. So then now all of the Paul characteristics, which was Saul before Paul, had to be let go before Paul can move forward. What am I saying? Your used to be self has to be decreased so God can increase. You have to die within so God can live within. I, I struggle with people that can say they save on Sunday, but by Sunday night, you done lost all your Christianity religion. God is not two-faced. Nor is he a God that's of uncertainty. He is who he is. And he does just what he says. So then if we keep the characters of Christ, no one should have to wonder if you save Sunday and you're a sinner by Sunday night. You know, I'm finding out that the more I preach, people don't like truth. Because I see some spirits looking at me saying, you just, you only been here three months. And you preaching like you've been here three years. But watch this. When God speaks, you learn to listen. 
And, and, and here's, here's the other part. He says, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, he said, but I urge you to walk worthy of the vocation that you've been called. So he's saying that, that your, 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 your walk should be your daily occupation and it should suit only you. Um, I told the story about uh, in 1 Samuel chapter 17 how Saul tried to give David his clothes. And then even before he gave him his clothes, he had some things he was sharing with David that would have made me think that he was living in today's church. Because it's, it's funny how when people pass the baton, they pass the baton, but they always got something negative to say on who they're passing the baton to. A am I helping somebody this morning? Uh, he, he, he questioned David's ability because of his age. You get home, 1 Samuel chapter 17, you read where he says, you're not old enough. You're too young to fight this Philistine because he's experienced. But see, what people don't understand is when you have a character of Christ, you have become anointed. Because the Bible says David was one that had a, an anointing upon him. So then now when the assignment was given, there were all kinds of people in the presence, but none of them had the call that David had. What am I saying? Don't worry about what they say about you. You've been anointed and appointed, and I've discovered that God won't send you on a mission half cocked. In fact, God probably will give you three smooth stones that you can shoot the devil, shoot the ain'ts, and come after some of the so-called saints. You're slinging your slingshot and saying, I decree and declare in the name of Jesus, you will not defend me. You will not disturb my walk. You will not stop my path because I'm on the battlefield. I'm preaching better than you sounded. Father Lord. <clears throat> yeah, so, 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 so as he, he says your walk should be your occupation and it's only fitted for you. That's what makes him so unique. Because had God made two of me, I'm with you, Reverend, the world would be in big trouble. Now, some of y'all laughing, but if he made two of you, I ain't going to talk about the world. How much trouble will the church deal with? Let, 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 me, let me put it to you in, in good old-fashioned country layman words. How much hell would be added to the church that ain't already in the church? Okay. Deep, y'all pray for me. Pray for me. But the first thing I saw in this text, as it says, uh, exposing the character uh, uh, to grow. The first thing I saw in the text was natural selfishness has to be broken. You cannot allow selfishness to interfere with what the Lord wants and where he wants you to be. In, in, in order to grow, we must be willing to relinquish self-will and become considered of others. Paul gives this to this church of Ephesus because it, there were so many people that had concerns that they displayed through their actions instead of through prayer. Remember, the church, they, they, they love the church, but they never returned back to the church because of the experience that they had in the church. 
Can I just park there at the oasis? Don't let negative people and people that don't mean you earthly good stop you from worshiping a God that's been consistent in your life. Don't let people be your stumbling block from you getting down the highway in which God has designed it for you to go down to become blessed when you exit off. What, what, what are you saying? The Lord will allow you to go through some stuff to see if you're willing to stay on the road. But when you get off of the road before it's time, now you got a flat tire. You done ran out of gas. And here's the famous statement, I'm so tired of church, I'm burnt out. You cannot allow the ignorance of people to stop you from being what God has designed you to be. In fact, the Bible says we, we all have announced or proclaimed. This is what he said. We proclaim that we love the Lord, but we have strange way of showing it. Paul describes it as a wayward church. A wayward church. You see, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 20, he says, I'm afraid that I may come and find you different from what I want you to be, and that you may find me different from what you want me to be. I'm afraid that, that uh, there may be rivalry, jealousy, hot tempers, selfish ambition, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorderly conduct. Now listen, I'm not making that up. That's, that's 2 Corinthians chapter 20, verse, I mean chapter 12, verse 20. But watch this. The word that stuck with me was disorderly conduct. Too many people are being arrested for disorderly conduct. I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ, I'm willing to be captive. But there are too many saints that's being arrested for disorderly Conduct. Okay. Too many people are being arrested for your gossip. For your schism. Your selfishness. Your ignorance. Your foolishness. Now that's Bible talk. It says let us not be ignorant concerning the scriptures. And watch this. Because we are in those conditions, we're being arrested for the wrong reason. But how many know you can shout and say, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of God because I'm tired of being a criminal, tearing everybody down. But I want to serve a God that said, if I be lifted up, I'm preaching better than you sounded. I'll draw all men unto me. Rested with disorderly conduct. And watch this. You, you, you quick to point somebody else out. But when you get arrested, you want to hide. My granny used to say, she said, if you throw the rock, be bold enough to let your hands be seen. She says, because the minute you hide your hand, you're the one that's guilty. And I've discovered there are too many people in the church that has decided not to allow themselves to be broken. That's why the Lord has to let you go through some stuff. 
So Paul is saying now you got to change your character in order to grow. You got to stop being wayward. Your no's mean no's. And your yes means yes for the right reason. Don't just say no because you stuck in 1961. Don't just say no because it's uncomfortable to you. But when God asks you to do something, then now selfishness dies and the spirit of obedience comes in. I don't know if there's anybody here that can say you've been intruded by the spirit of God and you found yourself being obedient in areas that normally you would be fighting and fussing about. Don't, don't be away with church because today we're living in a society that the children will call you for who you are. Yeah? They call a spade a spade. But watch this. He says, personal conflict cannot interfere with spiritual order. In order to have unity, this word unity in the Greek, enotita, means oneness. We, we, we have to eliminate personal conflict. Now listen, I want you to understand, this ain't me making this up. This is all Bible. We, we got to have oneness. We got to have some, some spiritual unity. You, you, you cannot, watch this, you cannot have unity and be your own captain. I was always taught in training. Anything with two heads is a freak. People don't like that word because your mind wandered to how you used to be. But anything with two heads is considered a, a demonic freak because God is not the one that will give two heads and he be one God. Even the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, they all fall subjected unto God. They become one in God. And the spiritual unity in the church has to come because watch this, we got too many captains and no ships. Everybody want to ride somebody else's ship because you didn't shipwrecked. And the problem is, is watch this. If God designed it for a captain to be there, what gives you the right to try to throw him overboard? Yeah, it's getting warm in here. It's getting warm. And personal conflicts will cause us, watch this, to not have spiritual unity. But the Bible says in Romans 12 and 16, be of the same mind, one to one another. Mind not high things, but uh, be emotion to men of low estate. Meaning that if I'm on the same page that you are on, no one that comes in feeling broken, busted, and disgusted will feel like a loser in the house of God. Because the Bible says, the law says, the least you do to them is as if you did it to me. So then now when someone comes in not looking all together like you, didn't stand in front of the mirror for 23 hours putting on makeup and gluing your hair in, putting on the right suit, wearing the wrong shoes and different color socks, when they don't come in looking right, you got to pray and receive them because you was messed up at one time too. So what you don't eat spam no more. Now you eating real ham. Be thankful that God allowed you to be alive and know that you alive. I'll be looking at my post. Uh, uh, he said, be of one mind. 
men of, of low state. Because watch this. There will be some people that will come in the church looking for the empathy of the saints of God. When we say we're a church that love everybody and there's nothing you can do about it. And I feel your spirit. I'm not talking about true spirit. I'm talking about those that's in true spirit, but that's at true spirit, but not in true spirit. I'm talking about those that always want to run around and lie to folk and say you love them, but when they need you, you talk about them. That, that's what I'm saying. And so we need to understand this. When God has placed you in a place that he expects you to act like he act, you have to love such as he loved. Agape love is difficult to complete because it always requires us to forgive. When was the last time you forgave somebody for something they did against you? When was the last time you asked them to forgive you for something you did against them? And watch this. We have gotten so sanctimonious where we have forgotten that if I ask you to forgive me, if God is in me, brother, sister, I do. The, the, the inner tita, the, the unity must come because now you cannot allow a lower state to stop you from loving a person. Because last I checked, the Lord just forgave you. That should have made everybody clap. Because he just forgave us for the things that we didn't do. So then watch this. The next thing I saw. The second thing I saw was self will mm. let me say it like this Lord self will cannot consume your spiritual drive in the text it says endowing to make every effort that's what it means but watch this, not only to stay unified with people, but to stay in unity with him. It said in the text, endowing to stay in unity of the spirit. You have consistency in our begging, but we have no consistency in staying in one with Christ. Anybody ever been in a situation where you've asked the Lord, Lord, if you save me this time, I promise you, I won't do it again. Tell the truth, shame the devil. Been in a situation where he pulled you out of a close call, and in your mind you said, thank God for that one. But within 24 hours, you're back doing the exact same thing that caused you to be broke, caused bleeding, Cause depression, oppression, cause you to go to checks for cash, cause you to play your last two dollars. One wasn't for the jukebox, and one wasn't for no bus fare, but you were scratching off lottery tickets, trying to win one in a million chances. And every time you do wrong, God continues to bless you anyway. Self-will cannot consume your desire because one thing I desire is that to be in the presence 
of the Lord. So watch this. If God kicks Satan out of heaven, what makes you think he won't kick you out? If God didn't allow the hellion to stay in the kingdom, what makes you think he'll let us stay in his presence? But how many know when you are good and you're doing the best you can, the Bible says you become the apple of his eye. So then now watch this. When you die, he can say precious in the eyesight of the Lord is the death of one of his saints. And somebody should be shouting because you said, Lord, you gave me a chance to get it right. So then when I do die, they won't look at me strange, but they can say that's a child of God. That's a child that did all he could, she could to serve a living and wonderful God. Yo, self-will cannot, cannot consume your desire. I'm trying to get out of here, y'all. Uh, watch this. We have allowed personal interference to interfere with his command. When have we truly recognized that when God has told us to do something, we decided to do it our way and it fails? I mean, can we just talk for a minute? Have you ever been told to move right by God? And you decide to go left. And you find out, watch, this how good he is. Even though I went left, you didn't let me fall. See, we, we don't understand blessings. Even though you told me to walk straight, I went backwards. You still didn't let me fall. Even though you told me to stop, I kept doing it. You didn't let me fall. And we serve a God that's willing to keep us close to him if we're focused and we do all that he's asked us to do. Personal interference in his command. You cannot be one that allow gossip and, and watch this, link yourself to gossipers and expect God to manifest. Brother Will, can I get just a little more volume? I think I'm speaking to the dead. Uh, you cannot let gossip watch this. Be your everyday wardrobe that you put on and expect somebody to see a characteristic of God upon you. Because one thing I found about God, every problem I had, every issue that I was ashamed of, everything that I went to God about, one thing about God, he don't gossip. And so then now, when I take it to him, I can go down on my knees in prayer. Have a little talk with Jesus and make everything all right. And guess what? His daddy knows. His Holy Spirit knows. And nobody can laugh at me because God approved it for me to still be alive. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You cannot link yourself to people of gossip and gossipers and say that's a character of Christ because God is not pleased with a running lip. He's not pleased with a water faucet mouth that you can't cut it off even though the knobs say off. God needs some people that's going to flow love like a rivering water that understands what it means to go through some stuff. 
And don't look at people when they're going through stuff, but bless God because he allowed them to come. I wish I had some delivered folk in the house that could say I was messed up, but I thank God that he accepted me with open arms in the condition that I am come unto me, all you that labor. And somebody should be scratching their head because you almost died, but God put his hands of love and protection upon you and say, now I'm still alive. Look at somebody say, I'm a living testimony. I'm a living testimony. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a living testimony. So, I'm going to get out your way. Because I've discovered that when you're exposed and your character comes out, there is a before and after. Before I was exposed, I was dead in transgression. But now he's laid his hands of forgiveness. I'm made alive with Christ. Before my character was exposed. I was an object of wrath. But now he has exposed me and kept his hand of love upon me. He's shown me God's mercy and he's given me salvation. Do I have a witness this morning? Before I was followed the ways of the world. But now that the Lord exposed me. I stand for Christ and I live for the truth. Can I get a witness this morning? Before I was one of God's enemies because I wasn't living right. But now God has made me one of his children. Y'all don't hear me this morning. And I wonder, is there anybody here that can testify and help me close this thing? that can stand to your feet and say, I remember when the Lord exposed me for who I really am. I thank God that he didn't let me die when he opened me up and he exposed my nakedness because I once was lost in sin. I was enslaved to Satan, but now I'm free in Christ, free to love and serve and sit with him. I followed evil thoughts uh, and I did evil things but I thank God that I was raised from the dead and now I'm a living testimony that the world can't do nothing but praise God on my behalf and I wonder is there anybody here that can say Reverend I am a, a living testimony I should have been dead and I should have been gone but oh Lord you let me live on do I have a witness today that can testify and say I'm glad that he put his hands of protection upon me that he exposed me when he did because I was messed up tore up from the floor up messed up couldn't see my way I was messed up couldn't think for myself 
but all oh, thanks be to God. He gave Jesus to die for my sins. He died on the rugged cross. One Friday, they took him up on the cross. That as he hung on the cross, his body would be exposed. That was exposition of my sins and your sins. And while on the cross, he hung there. How many know he died? Didn't he die? But they took him down, put him in the borrowed tomb. But because he was exposed, they went to the casket. They didn't see nobody there. He had got up Sunday morning with all power in his hands. I'm glad that he showed me for who I am and told me what I was supposed to be. He died, didn't he die? That you would have the right to the tree of life. Can I get somebody to testify? Say, I'm glad he did it for me. He did it for me. Touch somebody and say, neighbor, he did it for you. He did it for you. You ought to celebrate while the blood is running warm in your veins. Ain't it good? Ain't it good to know him? Ain't he all right? Have you tried Jesus and know he's all right? I got the victory. I got the V, the I, the C, the T-O-R-Y. Why? Because the enemy thought I was down. But God said it. I shall live again. I'm so glad that he did it for me. He was my wheel in the middle of a wheel. He was my fire shut up in my bone. He was my battle axe in a time of storm. Anybody can testify and say he did it for me. I'm so glad he did it for me. Do me one more favor. Turn and look at your neighbor with a godly eye and tell him, neighbor, we've been made and do it for a night. But ah, joy, joy, joy is coming in the morning. Exposing my character so that I can grow. Things I used to do, I thank God I don't do them no more. Because God showed me me. And when he showed me me, it didn't look like him. But when he showed me what I should look like, all the headaches, the migraines, the calls from the doctors, the everybody that said what you can't be, I'm so glad that he's a God of second chance. I'm glad that he is a God of a third chance. I'm so glad that he's a God of a fourth chance. Somebody should be shouting right now because you're on number six and he still didn't let you die. I'm so glad he didn't give up on me when everybody else came up and said I wasn't gonna make it. God said I'll be all right. Anybody know he will. He will, he will make everything all right. Come on, let's give God a celebratory praise.
expose my character to grow. Some people don't understand. Some say you preach too hard. But guess what? I party like a rock star. When I was in the streets, now that he pulled me from the streets, I owe it all to him. And I only know one way, and that's to give him everything I got. If you know you've been blessed today, let's celebrate the Lord one more time. Now you may be one that can say, I've been at a point in my life where I was like the church of Ephesus.